and peace be with you. Uh, the announcements this uh, morning will be abbreviated. I'll let you look at them uh, in your bulletin uh, to be informed. Um, but exciting news uh, is that uh, today we're going to celebrate uh, baby Yabuki, uh, Linda and Matt and Allison and Adeline's uh, uh, little brother or little sister. We don't know yet, but I'm pulling for a little brother, and I think Ken is a perfectly good name. Right, Ken? There you go. Oh, they can't, here they are. And then also, um, I got news from Luann uh, day before yesterday that um, Pastor Gwen had passed away, and Luann would like to say something. Oh, wonderful. Oh, 71 years they were married. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Luann. And so that is the in memory of uh, Pastor Gwen and his faithful service. And he is home with the Lord, and he knows that blessed promise uh, in real time. And so uh, thank you for that, Luann. Okay, so uh, th this week we are without uh, a pianist or a organist, but uh, uh, today, the music that I chose is uh, mostly vocal, and it all points to Jesus, and it'll make sense when you hear the uh, scriptures that it's appointed today and uh, the sermon. So let us uh, worship together. Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive. Unless the Lord does raise the house, in vain its builders strive. To you who boast tomorrow's gain, tell me what is your life? Vanishes with the dawn, all glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King, all glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing, all glory be to Christ. His will be done, His King. Come on earth as is above Who is himself our daily bread Praise him, the Lord of love Let living water satisfy The thirsty without price We'll take a cup of kindness yet all glory be to Christ, all glory be to Christ our King, all glory be to Christ, His rule and reign will ever sing, all glory be to Christ. When on the day the great I am, the faithful and the true, the Lamb who was for sinners slain is making all things new. 
Behold, our God shall live with us and be our steadfast light, and we shall ere His people be. All glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King. Will you please stand if you're able? We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we say, God who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. 
Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, whom to know is everlasting life, grant us to know your Son, Jesus, to be the way, the truth, and the life that we may boldly confess him to be the Christ and steadfastly walk in the way that leads to eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 51, verse 1 through 6, found in your pew Bibles on page 1141. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were honed. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was, the only, he was only one man, and I blessed him and I made him many. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the sound of singing Listen to me, my people. Hear my nation. Instructions will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way. And my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait and hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look at the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment and its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. 
We'll be looking to go to your bulletin page six, if you will follow along with me. We'll be reading Psalm 138 responsibly, and that is printed in the bulletin on page six. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. We'll bow down toward your holy temple and we'll praise your name for your unfailing love, your faithfulness, for you have so exalted your solemn decree what it surpasses your fame. When I called you, you answered me. You greatly emboldened me. May all the kings of the earth praise you, Lord, when they hear what you have decreed. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. The Lord is exalted, looks kindly on the lowly, though lofty he sees them from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. Lord, will vindicate me. Your love endures forever. Do not abandon the works literally. Next reading, if you'd like to join me, is found in the book of Romans. It'll be chapter 11, verse 33, through chapter 12, verse 8. This can also be found in your pew Bible on page 1763. Romans 11, 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him, and through him, and for him, are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not confirm to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have, all have the same function. So in Christ we, through many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. 
If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently, for it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning comes from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20, and can be found on page 1524 of your pew Bible. Matthew records, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he ordained his disciples. He ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So, according to uh, the ancient Greeks, the classical elements of the universe were earth, air, fire, and water. And that this viewpoint continued through the Dark Ages on into the Age of Enlightenment. And once scientists began measuring things and performing experiments to test the truth of our understanding of the world, that is, earth, air, fire, and water, well, they were replaced by chemical elements, the names that we have today of hydrogen and helium and lithium and beryllium and boron and carbon and so forth. And although educated people never really believed that the earth was flat, there was a time when they did believe that the earth was the center of the universe and that of the sun and the planets and the stars, they all moved around the earth. 
And soon after, people like Galileo began looking at the skies through telescopes, and we, that, that, that idea was dropped. Now we believe that the earth and the other planets of our solar system actually travel around the sun. And that the sun in turn travels around the center of the Milky Way galaxy and the galaxies themselves all travel around something. It seems that there is no real center of the universe, just that everything is just in motion around everything else. And these are just two examples of hundreds of scientific ideas that have changed over the centuries. Things that were once accepted as scientific facts were proven wrong and other ideas took their place. That's how science works. And the reason for this change is that science began to test its ideas with actual experiments. Because for many centuries, much of what we call science came under the category of philosophy. That is, that people would debate one another and come up with their world view. And part of the world view had to do with the way the universe worked. So when scientists began to test this worldview with actual experiments, they discovered that much about the way that we thought the world worked was absolutely wrong. Science had to change. Philosophy, science, philosophy had to change. And science struggled long and hard with these changes. The scientific community had to get used to the idea that speculation and debate are not reliable. We know that you must have an external standard, that this external standard must tell you that one way is right and that the other way is wrong. Now, you would think that people would learn from all the struggles that science had. You would think that people would stop relying on speculation and debate. You would think that people would immediately start looking for some sort of external standard to help them know the truth. You'd be wrong, but you would think... It's just not the case. People relied on their own understanding. Let's consider the question that Jesus asked his disciples today in the gospel. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? This is an important question. Even today, people have many different answers to this question. Some people say, I'm going to put my, a different voice to it. Some people say that Jesus came to show us how to get into contact with the Christ consciousness that lives inside of each of us. Others don't get quite so cosmic. And some people just say, Jesus is my best buddy. Some say, Jesus came to give us an example of, of how to live. And others say that Jesus came to give us the power to lead a God-pleasing life. And if you were to examine each of these ideas carefully, you will eventually find that human speculation is at their core. Somewhere, somehow, every one of these ideas began with someone who thought, this just feels right. 
This seems to be the right idea. Some might even say that their idea just seems to make more sense than even what the Bible clearly says. Others might even mangle the words of the Bible to make it seem to support their own idea. That is, well, you know, the Bible, it was right for when it was written, but, you know, today's different. Now, the disciples' report to Jesus wasn't all that much better. They said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. You know, and at least in these answers, they are all biblical people. And they do acknowledge some respect for Jesus, but they are still based on speculation. And the crowds who came to hear Jesus speak didn't really know who he is. He was entertaining. The guy made good wine, wonderful bread and fish, some cool miracles, but they didn't really know who he is. And when we deal in speculation about Jesus, we deal in a sinful, self-centered type of way. And speculation about Jesus, it just always takes us away from our reliance on Jesus. And it, and it puts us on a reliance of self. The speculation that just feels or just seems right always leaves a way for us to contribute, to contribute just a, a little bit toward our own salvation. Now listen to me. That even something that sounds as harmless as this, Jesus came to give us a second chance, that's just not right. No matter how many chances Jesus gave us to get it right, we would always, always fail. The truth is this, and hear me now, the truth is this, that Jesus came to get it right for us. He got it right for you and for me. And so the, now that we and the disciples have reviewed the popular speculation on the identity of Jesus, Jesus asks us the really important question. And a better translation for this question would be this, and you, who do you say that I am? And we thank God for Peter, because he had the answer when he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Was, was Peter just speculating when he gave that answer? No. No. And Jesus gives the answer to that question. Jesus said this, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, the son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. This is not speculation, for it is from the most absolutely reliable external source available. That is, God the Father Almighty himself said so. This confession is so reliable that it is the foundation of Christ's church. Jesus continued speaking and he said, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This rock of a confession tells us who Jesus is and what Jesus did. Jesus called himself the Son of Man. Peter's confession called him the Son of the living God. And this means that Jesus is both God and man in one person. He is God from eternity, and he is man from his conception by the Holy Spirit. 
So when Peter confessed, you are the Christ, he is saying that Jesus is the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ. The anointed offices of Israel, they are this. They are prophet, priest, and king. Prophet, priest, and king. And in Jesus, we have the perfect fulfillment of all three. As king, he not only established the law, but he keeps it perfectly. As prophet, he not only speaks for God, but he also fulfills all the words that God spoke through his prophets. And as the priest, he not only offers up the sacrifice for sin, but he himself is the sacrifice for sin. It is at the cross that we see what it means to be the Christ. That there on the cross is the Christ sacrificing himself for the sins of the whole world. And there is the Christ, the rock on which the church is built. And it is with his suffering and death on the cross that Christ overcame sin. And since death relies on sin... Christ also defeated death. The resurrection must follow the victory that Christ won for us on the cross. It is in, it is with his resurrection from the grave that Jesus finished showing the disciples and us what it means to be the Christ. Listen to Luke 24, 45 through 46. Jesus said, well, Jesus opened his disciples' minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. It is with the complete picture of Christ's suffering, his death and resurrection, that we have a complete picture of what it means to be the Christ. It is with this complete picture that we begin to understand Peter's confession, that is, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We cannot make this confession with our own flesh and our own blood. It is not something that we will develop through our own speculation. It must come from outside of us. And the Father, the Father sends the Holy Spirit to do, to do just that. The Holy Spirit works in us through word and through sacrament to establish and maintain our faith. And it is only by that faith that we can truly make this confession, the confession of Peter. And we who have this faith in Jesus as the Christ, well, we have a relationship with God. And that relationship will last forever. Jesus promised that he would always, always dwell with us here as we live on this earth. And he also has promised that we who believe will live with him forever in heaven when we leave this world. And the blessing this confession is, well, the blessing of this confession is, is way, way better than anything that our speculation can provide. And because, because this comes from the Father Almighty, because it came straight from his lips through Jesus Christ, we know that it's true. In the name of Jesus, amen.
is found He is my light, my strength, my song This cornerstone, this solid ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are stilled, when striving cease My comforter, my all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand There in the ground His body Please stand if you're able. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people in accordance to their needs. Almighty God, from you and through you and to you are all things. You have built your 
church on the confession of the gospel and have promised that the gates of hell will not overcome it. To your church throughout the world, grant the faith and courage to confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Lord, in your mercy, Lord God Almighty, you transform your church by the Holy Spirit so that she does not conform to the world. Draw forth from your people their proclamation of thanksgiving that they may tell of all your wonderful deeds. Lord, in your mercy, O Lord, grant that the office of the keys may be honored among us in order that we may confess our sin and be absolved in the name of Christ. And as you have so graciously forgiven us, grant that we may extend this grace by forgiving others. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, care for all families, children, single adults, and youth, that they might steadfastly walk in the way that leads to life eternal. Grant an increase in wisdom and grace to all who teach and all who learn. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, grant that all nations and leaders might act for peace, promote godliness, and protect all who live under violence, oppression, injustice, and fear that all people might extol you. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, care for all the victims of disasters, for those stricken by illness or infirmity, for the aged and the infirm, for the grieving and for those near death. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, Lead us to repentance and faith that we may not think more highly of ourselves than is right, but that we would set our hearts and minds on the things of God. Prepare us to receive the blessed gifts of our Lord's table, that this food may keep us holy and blameless in Christ now and when he comes again. Lord, in your mercy... And from you and through you and to you are all things. To you, O Father, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, be glory now and forever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, 
through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection he opened up to us a way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, all of you. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now together pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. that me? It wasn't you? This uh, foretaste of the wedding feast of the Lamb waiting for us in the heaven, it's a, a meal that Jesus instituted for us. It's a holy sacrament. A sacrament is that, that which imparts grace that rescues you from sin, death, and the devil. And through your confession, through your faith, and through the Word and through the Holy Spirit, God takes simple elements and uses that to benefit you. Your own personal Passover over your lips, cleaning you, rescuing you from sin, death, and the power of the devil. If that's your confession, then come. The table is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward.
Who do you say I am? Is the question that he asks those who would believe. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, you brought